Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you intentionally design your lifestyle of freedom. I'm your host, Ken Esch, and today is Wednesday, November the 11th, and this is episode number 11. Today, I have an interview show for you, and it's a friend of mine who I first met about 14 years ago, and we have a great conversation about creating a lifestyle that you love, designing that lifestyle of freedom that we're all working towards. We talk about side hustles, about building a business, about family, and um, the relationships that we all have, and how crucial those relationships are to designing our lifestyle of freedom. And the reason I hound on that the lifestyle of freedom. I, I constantly press towards that because I'm seeking that. And I believe that whether we know it or not, we all are seeking that in our own life. And if if we can get that vision of that lifestyle in our head and keep it there, then we're always working towards it. And everything that we do is one step closer to to what that lifestyle, what that freedom looks like for us and for our family. So with that, let's jump right into it. Hey, Zach. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Yeah, awesome. So when you send in your request to be on the show, um, we're talking about intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom. And, boy, it looks here like you check all the boxes. You've got your parent, a small business owner, entrepreneurial spirit, got the side hustles going. Talk to me a little about how you went from a small child and how your experience has led you to where you're at today. Yeah, so I would say there's um, there's a few foundational things. Um, growing up, I grew up in a, uh, a family where my dad was um, was business-minded. He owned his own, owned his own business. And he was very intentional about teaching, um, teaching us what he, how he did things, um, not only from an ethical standpoint and that sort of thing, but just, um, teaching us hard work and probably the number one thing that he taught us probably without even necessarily knowing it was how to problem solve. And I feel like if somebody, um, is able to break down a problem, then there's a huge opportunity, um, for, for doing a lot of their own thing. And, um, that's kind of freeing in and of itself, uh, just mm-hmm. mentally being able to do that, to to look at something and be able to figure it out, even with not a whole lot of knowledge uh, to start with. Uh, of course, the more knowledge we build, the easier that is. Um, and that's always a, a very important part of the process um, to build that knowledge. But going throughout um, throughout high school, I would say was when I really started to maybe build that discipline a little bit more um, to... And that's very freeing um, to, to actually be a little more, more disciplined with my time and effort. And so I started to develop um, probably more in about my 15, 16 year old self, uh, which is actually right around the time I met you for the first time. Yeah. Um, I started to travel a little bit more. I think travel is very important. Um, it's not a must, but it's good experience. And uh, so that played into it as well. Yeah. And those experiences um, build us up and, and give us a, oh, yeah. a new outlook on on life and, and the world in general. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I started to realize very quickly how important it is to have friends in a lot of places, um, develop good relationships. Um, contacts are just so helpful um, for advice or needs. It, it's just, it's a really good thing to do. So that was part of the early stages for me. Just, uh, I guess from there, it just comes down to grit and moving forward on ideas, <laughs> having yeah. ideas and going forward. Absolutely. That's cool. You said a lot there that we can unpack. We could go a lot of different ways from that, but you said something that really sparked my attention. And a lot of people don't really get that is building contacts. Oh, yeah. And for, for some people that flows a lot easier. It depends a lot on our personality type. How did you develop that skill? Or is that something that kind of comes naturally for you is, is creating a contact and building friendships that last? Yeah, I don't know if, if I would attribute it all to my personality, but I think it does play in dramatically. Um, that being said, I, I do hear a lot of people kind of shy away from development simply because they say the personality doesn't really jive with that. And I'm not a big fan of that because I think that you can develop um, your weaknesses to become strengths, but, Absolutely. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I've always been a relatively outgoing person, um, which has sometimes been beneficial, um, but needs to be guided because I definitely had my shares of, uh, and still do sometimes of sticking your foot in your mouth type of <laughs> things when you're trying to build relationships or, um, you just kind of jump ahead too quick, but overall I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of action. And I like, um, I like somebody to move ahead with energy and confidence. And I would prefer to see that with a few mistakes along the way, I think, um, than just not trying at all. Um, which, you know, some of the things that I do or the, the ways that I try to move forward with business and life, it's not necessarily the only way or the right way. Um, it's going to be different from person to person, I bet. But. Yeah, absolutely. So I imagine that kind of helped you out along your journey. You talked a lot about you've developed side hustles along the way. How have those relationships helped you go into some of those side hustles and, and seek out the problems that you talked about problem solving earlier and yeah. look for solutions in that? How how did those two tie in together for you at a young age? Yeah, at a pretty young age, um, some of the relationships that kind of maybe sprung me into um, some of the things that, I, that I've developed into business now, um, one, one of the key relationships was when uh, my oldest sister started um, dating for the first time and she ended up getting married. So my brother-in-law, um, Kyle, is... is um, is a very wise person, but he's got a wide, he, he helped me to develop, um, a wide working knowledge, mm -hmm. like to continue per, to pursue, um, to learn things. And I enjoy learning, but there's a step that can be taken from just learning and enjoying learning, but actually loving the process of learning. Um, and so, he was a great example to me in that. And he's what got me started kind of into the computer side of things um, gotcha. where I started to having an interest in computers and I had flashes of that. Um, but he kind of pulled me in and was 
interested in sharing more about computers with me. So that got me um, kind of started learning about computers. And so he was pretty pivotal, actually, in in some of the early things and, and also just um, his encouragement to me. I mean, I remember him saying at 16, 17 years old, he's like, he's like, oh, within five years, you're probably going to own your own business. Uh, no problem. You know, things like that for a young guy are very um, encouraging. Mm. And he meant it. It wasn't just something like that. He was making you feel good. Um, you know, it's after we're learning something new and, um, and if, if he saw that desire, he was going to, um, he was going to encourage. And so that's, that's important for us all when we're talking to younger people, um, because that can kind of make or break their journey sometimes at that age. And so that was pivotal for me. I would say he was, he was involved pretty heavily early on with, with that, even though he probably didn't realize it all the time. Um, So that was an important contact. Um, Me and my brother have always been pretty close. um, All my brothers, um, but my oldest brother, John, um, as maybe this is more developing in more of my twenties, um, and late teens, we worked, worked together, um, with my dad's business. And so we bounced ideas off each other all the time. And mm-hmm. that was always, always good. Yeah. Um, it's crucial to have those people that you can go back and forth with on those ideas that you have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I've, I, I tell people at any, any possible time you can make a new friend, um, not for the purpose of using their skill set, but um, that you can bounce ideas off of them. They can input into your life and you can input into their life. And um, it's, it's definitely a better world that way. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So you, you said something earlier, you mentioned something there about learning and loving the process of learning. And I, and I love to read, but I think sometimes I fail to love the process of it. And I just, I want to have the knowledge and I wish I could hit a button and download it in there. How do you go about loving that process? Did you, did you have to develop that or tell me a little about, share a little about how you develop the love of the process of learning? Yeah. Well, I still am developing that. I think um, <laughs> it's something. It never ends. Yeah, does it? <laughs> yeah definitely. But um, I would say a lot of that goes back um, to, to the effort I put in at a younger age, you start building that foundation of, of learning. And, um, there's people along the way who help with that. Uh, my mom was a huge impactful person there. Um, she was not okay with me just getting by in school. Um, mm-hmm. she wanted, wanted me to have an education that was, um, that was a little bit more hard fought, you know, that yeah. went a little deeper than just getting past the daily work. And you were homeschooled. And, am I right in that? I was. Yeah. 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 I was homeschooled and my mom um, worked really hard. I mean, uh, homeschooling, I think to do it right is probably takes a lot more effort um, by the parents and she did not slack off. Uh, she was a good example in that. And I think she built a lot of discipline just in her example with that. Um, but yeah, she taught us well and, and taught us to love to learn. Um, for example, if, uh, if I didn't understand something I was learning, um, even if she knew the answer, she almost never would just tell it to me. Um, she wanted me to research it for myself, look it up. Back then we didn't have Google as much, but <laughs> look look it up in the dictionary or the encyclopedia hands-on so that I would remember it quicker. Um, little things like that um, were important, I believe. Um, but yeah, homeschooling process was a good one for me. Um, and it I think it can be for anybody if they've got uh, somebody who's willing to put that effort into it. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. So 
we talked earlier about side hustles and I want to kind of move the conversation in that direction. You've been in quite a few different side hustles. If I, if I understand right, Mm -hmm. walk me through some of the things that you've done and what you've learned in the process of starting and maybe deciding to, to move out of a certain side hustle. Yeah. Yeah, probably the best example of uh, knowing the time to move out is to is when you watch the uh, the world change around you a little bit, um, especially in the electronics world, because that's always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the very first things that I that I really branded or not really branded, but like took in ownership of and being like, you know, this is something I'm going to pursue and keep doing on the side was the whole thing with computer um, computer work. So I started to get better at diagnosing problems with computers, that sort of thing. I ended up starting building custom computers. Um, okay. I would build them for myself and then just resell them after they were built. If I, it, I kind of started like that, it kind of break even for quite a while, you know, until you build up some customers. And um, But I started to see a shift very quickly um, when I was maybe a couple of years into that. I was probably 17, 18 years old. I started to see how smartphones were pretty much taking over the computer world. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, computers are still useful, but pretty much everybody has a smartphone. Not many people have a computer anymore, really, right. um, for your general public. So um, I made the switch to pretty much get out of the majority of the computer world to uh, learn how to repair iPhones. And okay. so I chose iPhones uh, because they are easier to repair. So I still do that today. I actually repaired one today okay. for a customer. Um so I started to repair iPhones and that sort of thing. And actually it went hand in hand with developing my eBay business because um, when you decide you want to repair iPhones, you can advertise and that sort of thing, but you don't have experience. Um, so it's going to be hard to get customers. So I actually bought a lot of phones that were broken off of eBay okay, gotcha. and repaired them and then resold them on eBay and pretty much broke even. I mean, you don't necessarily, I didn't, I mean, I made, I won some and lost some, but, but what that also did was develop my eBay business because I started um, direct shipping items in bulk from China and that sort of thing to resell on eBay, um, which I ended up phasing out of a little bit, just simply because of time. Mm-hmm. But establishing the eBay business, uh, even to this day is very, uh, is, is one of my passive incomes. Um, and getting started early on, uh, I believe I created that eBay account when I was 16 years old. Wow. So just getting started early. And that's what I try to just tell everybody. Like, I mean, don't don't uh, wait. Like if you can go ahead and get started um, on some of these things and let them slowly build popularity, because then if you do decide you want to go bigger, um, you've got the feedback, you've got the established um, presence. And yeah those were some of my early, early things and making the switch uh, to, to repair iPhones was um, definitely turned out well. Um, but I've got a lot of things on the side uh, that I end <laughs> up doing. It seems like I just enjoy it. Uh, maybe it's not always something somebody's going to enjoy. They're more satisfied to not clutter their life more, but I, I just love it. Uh, learning new things and getting involved in new things. Yeah, cool. On the note of getting started in things, what are some of the biggest mistakes you've found that you can make when starting a business? I don't have personal experience with this one, um, 
too too much in in what I'm about to say, but I, I see a lot of people borrow a lot of money, and I'm just not a huge fan of borrowing a lot of money when you're starting a business. Um, now it, it's it can be done, and it, it definitely is needed sometimes. Um, I guess I should clarify if if it's a side hustle, I pretty much will absolutely never make let myself borrow money for a side hustle. I just don't think there's near enough there to to do it. I mean, um, so I would I would see that as a mistake. Um, the the other thing I would say is that I do have experience with, and this is more the problem with my personality is if if you step forward too too quickly and without much experience for example let's say i'm learning how to repair the iphones and i don't have that much experience but i i claim that i do you know like mm -hmm. uh, like branding something that you just don't really have yet um, that can be done very confidently and kind of turn out pretty sour because then you got customers that aren't happy because I really don't know what I'm doing <laughs> that early in the, in the yeah. process and, and everything, but, but no, um, I, I, uh, I don't have a whole lot of experience with the, with, uh, with just drastic mistakes. I think that, um, that crippled a business for me. Um, I think, uh, I think, mis I think a, a, a really huge mistake that, that I've definitely done before. Sometimes it turned out bad. Sometimes they've turned out okay. It's just moving forward without much advice either. Um, building some advice is very critical. Uh, yeah. If we're going to be too full of pride to uh, to really bounce some ideas off of people about what's the best route to go in a certain decision, um, we can go backward really quick. Yeah, That has definitely happened to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Thankfully, it hasn't hurt too bad from time to time, but some <laughs> sometimes it has um, and that's that's very important to ask advice yeah that's and the bible even talks about a multitude of counsel in a multitude of counsel there's safety mm -hmm. and um, and getting that counsel that advice so that that's spot on what are some of the most valuable or important things to you in business Okay, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that question? Yeah. What are some of the most valuable things to you in business? Yeah, to me, what I enjoy the most, what really gives me um, the satisfaction probably is just being able to solve somebody else's problem that they they are nervous about or they don't understand and they're coming to, to me for whatever I have to offer in, in whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And me being able to bring confidence to them that their problem will be solved. Mm -hmm. And that is the best feeling ever. Um, and I, I, for me anyway, mm -hmm. um, my main job, uh, what I do on a daily basis, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of customers and most of the time, um, they are coming and 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 not knowing how to necessarily proceed from from this point forward, and I want to be able to just pick them up and take them from there, um, and and they have confidence that it's going to be taken care of. Um, so I guess the customer satisfaction side of things is really yeah. what drives me. I absolutely love that seeing like a happy customer, and it also just it makes me sick. Literally, I'll get sick to my stomach when a customer is not satisfied or they're angry, or, because that does happen mm. from time to time. Yeah. 
but um, just trying to fix that problem um, and go back and make sure that's taken care of. That's what, that's what I thrive on, I would say. And just yeah. the competition. I mean, like I'm, a am very competitive with myself, <laughs> like, and so the side hustle, side business, entrepreneur side of things just captivates me. That's, um, that's a pretty, that's just a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it really is. I can see that. You said something there that reminded me of something you said earlier, and that was a problem solving issue and how you would see a problem and go about trying to solve that for people in developing a side hustle. How do you identify a problem that people want solved and go about selling the solution to them? Do you have a process for that? Or yeah, to kind of talk me through that a little bit. If you were to help to give a young kid a piece of advice on looking for a problem Mm-hmm. and selling the solution yeah what piece of advice would you give there yeah it's a it's a matter of scale because you can start on really small things um which is important um and then move on to bigger things um advice to younger people um i usually tell them 100 do what you enjoy um mm-hmm. so the side hustle thing should not be like you know just like doing something that maybe makes you a little bit extra money but you hate it or something like that would just be terrible. I would, I I think it's very important to do something you enjoy and something that you have knowledge in and that you're good at. Um, and pretty much everybody has something like that. Um, usually it develops from a hobby actually. Um, and there might not be just a whole lot of money in it, but it can be something that can be a side hustle. Um, searching for problems to solve. Um, I don't know that I'm that good at searching out those things. Um, but I will say most of the time those, those issues present themselves to a person mm-hmm. and they miss that they're presented to them. Um, whether or not they're going to put forth the effort to be like, Hey, you know, this is something that is a need. Am I going to pursue figuring out a way to help in this case or another case or you, whatever. And right. so currently, um, I mean, the housing market is really strong right now. Um, there's a large shortage of homes in the Southeast area. Um, and so we started, I started to, to take a look at that and that need is really presenting itself. I'm seeing the real estate market go up like crazy in our area. And that's what kind of prompted me to partner up with my brother, my youngest brother, um, Austin. We built a uh, spec house last year. Okay. We sold it before it was even finished. But, you know, we wouldn't have ventured out and done that necessarily if the market wasn't strong. And so that's a bigger scale thing. But that started in smaller ways where somebody has a problem. You want to try to find the solution um, and then confidently moving forward with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, you sound pretty busy. Are there how do you make time to make sure that you have time for your family? Because I see your father. Yeah. And just to, to relax and do things that aren't side hustles or entrepreneurial, making, bringing in that income and um, I guess competing with yourself. Do you ever get out, yeah. of, out of competition mode and, and just relax? <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, it's something that I've gotten, um, I've caught myself in before, like where I um, maybe was um, looking back, reflecting on a week or a day or a month. and and been like, you know, 
I need to take more time here or there for, for whatever it may be, family or, or anything. And so I think it's important to be pretty transparent with ourselves, um, mm-hmm. listen to the voices around us. Um, it is a busy, it's a busy time of life right now. We're building a, our new house as well. Yeah. So that adds some extra, um, extra time. But um, I try to set a few things aside. I try to have a few evenings a week, you know, that, that I'm home for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm typically home um, in the evenings. Um, but one thing that I've done for sure is that Sundays, virtually no plans on a Sunday afternoon or, um, or that sort of thing, um, if possible. And also Saturday mornings, uh, I, I determined a little while back that I'm going to pretty much, unless it's an emergency of some kind, but I, I reserve Saturday mornings 100% to be with family and my children and cook them breakfast or something like that. Oh, yeah. um, and, and that's been awesome. That's just been more recent um, to be able to do that. And the other thing is, um, I put my Bluetooth away when I get home from work (laughs) and I pretty much will not answer my phone. Um, if, unless it's a friend calling or something, Mm -hmm. um, that, that I I've changed. I used to answer my phone at all times, um, no matter what, pretty much, but it's, it's, um, it's not worth doing that. I mean, cause I really can't do a whole lot for that person anyway, if it's after hours. So, um, a lot of people do call after hours because uh, that's when they're not at work. Yeah, but they can leave a voicemail. Um, just being okay with that this has really made uh, has made has made things a little more free uh, for my time. I would say, um, but yeah, I got a lot going right now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. That's great. So, do you have a, a system for managing that time, or how how do you go about that? Are you fly by the seat of your pants person, mm-hmm. or do you set your schedule? weeks in advance. I, I know there's a great divide in, in how different people go about that. Would, yeah. Where do you find yourself on that spectrum? I am a, I'm a big fan of scheduling. The danger for me with my side hustles, um, my businesses on the side, the, the major danger for me, and it also spills over into family as well, um, is that I schedule all day during work because I'm a trust designer full-time. And um, so I'm working with a lot of scheduling with a lot of jobs that we have with our commercial company that I help Mm -hmm. manage with my, that my dad owns. So it's my full-time job. Part of my job description is um, scheduling and dispatch for two drivers, storage building delivery company that we started recently and trust deliveries. And I mean, we're doing 25 to 30,000 board feet of processed lumber a a week. And so (laughs) we have a lot of delivery schedules, customers and calling jobs and pricing. So basically all day, every day, I'm doing so much scheduling and that is pretty rigid. I mean, that goes, we've got scheduling software that books, I mean, typically seven, eight weeks in advance is typically where we're at there. So the da- the difficulty then is coming home and being sick of scheduling all day. <laughs> and yeah. so if, and, and then not really wanting to put the effort into scheduling family things, church things, that sort of thing. Cause I'm, I'm tired of scheduling by the time I get home. So that's a danger um, that I would say is probably one of my bigger weaknesses. So I am not necessarily fly by the seat of my pants. I would say with my um, side hustle type things, I do like structure. Um, 
but I don't really have much of a schedule um, app or anything like that that I use. Um, I rely on my brain for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that works fairly well for me. It might not be for everybody. I'm kind of <laughs> jealous of the people who can schedule really well. <laughs> I do try to be somewhat organized. Um, I also do a lot of messaging and texting. Um, I try not to schedule much over the phone, actually, because I don't have as much of a record, written record yeah. of it. Yeah. Definitely helps. It does. So I have three questions for you as we end this. The first one is, what piece of advice would you give your 18-year-old self to um, help you along to speed up your journey or your personal development in in creating the lifestyle that, that you currently have or even being farther ahead? What piece of advice would you give your 18-year-old self starting mm-hmm. out? I would definitely give myself um, some some pretty rigid advice. I would probably be pretty hard on myself. Um, I tend to be a very competitive person, competitive with myself. That um, at age 18 was not fully developed. Let's see, that's uh, it's almost it's about 11 years ago. And I would say what, what I would tell myself then is to be confident, but not cocky. Mm-hmm. and also to seize opportunities. This is something that I've maybe developed maybe when I was about 23, 24, that really changed the game for my um, side businesses and my investing, that sort of thing, was when an opportunity presents itself, a good opportunity, and it takes some discernment to know what the, that is, but when the opportunity presents itself, immediate action is super critical and i was a little bit more cautious back then and cautious is not a bad thing but it is a crippling thing when it's a really good investment opportunity and so um generally trusting my gut um has worked out quite well um i would probably advise myself to be very quick on on the ball when an opportunity presents itself like move forward with it with the confidence that is way quicker than we would, than would come natural, I would say. Um, Cause there's so much opportunity out there that I see completely get missed um, just by, by people not um, being, they're just a little too cautious perhaps. Yeah. And, and the problem some of us run into at times is seeing too, seeing a lot of opportunities and trying to catch too many of them and we can overload ourselves. That's true. It can happen very quickly. (laughs) Uh, Second question is this, what are the three foundational aspects of that lifestyle of freedom for you? Mm -hmm. For me, um, definitely discipline would be one of the number one things. Um, Discipline is so critical to a lifestyle of, um, like you said, freedom. It, it feels so handicapping and crippling when you're kind of running around, uh, not in control of, of your, of what's, of the decisions you're making or the schedule. Um, when things kind of creep up on me and blindside me that I wasn't prepared for, but I've had the ability to be prepared for, um, that, uh, that's not good at all. And I see how those things make me a little bit more stressed out. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing that people can handle, actually they can handle way more what we think of as stress 
um, than they would give themselves credit for if it's if it's managed properly, I believe. Right. And it'll turn into stress if if it's kind of an undisciplined um, lifestyle that you're living. Um, so that would be probably one of the high of things for me. Um, also action, which kind of falls in place with, with discipline, but, uh, I follow some, some advice sometimes, uh, from some entrepreneurs that, that are very successful. And one of them says such a great quote. He said, uh, action so important. He said, you can't read about pushups. <laughs> you just, like, um, you have to just strike forward. You gotta, gotta yeah. go and, um, you gotta move forward with, uh, with quick action. And, um, that takes work. I mean, this whole idea that businesses, um, and success just falls in your lap is usually baloney. I think, mm. um, those people put forth work typically if they're there, yeah. um, not always the case, but pretty, pretty much always it takes effort. Yes. Um, yeah. Another thing, uh, the third thing I would say in a free feeling, feeling free, um, I do think financial freedom plays into it. Um, I don't like debt. I don't, don't want to be buried in debt. I do think that is very important. Um, but I see some very successful financial um, people that just relatively have miserable lives sometimes. And it usually boils down to their spiritual life, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so there's a good mix of both. Um, you don't have to be broke to be <laughs> have your spiritual life correct, <laughs> um, but you're going to be miserable if you're um, if you're wealthy and you don't have your spiritual life correct. <laughs> Absolutely, so that's great. I think um, I think that um, you know humbling ourselves uh, before Christ is ultimately the number one thing that's going to bring us kind of that uh, freeing foundation to build off of. Um, because that that relieves a lot of stress uh, when it comes to family as well, and that's uh, that's definitely number one. That's great. I like that. Last question: When you get to your last day on Earth, and say everything else is taken away from you, what one thing would you like to be left behind to be remembered by? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a loaded question. I um, I would say I would uh, maybe just share a quick story about that. Um, so I do have quite a few irons in the fire. Um, I stay quite busy, but no matter how busy I become or successful I become or popular or not popular, you name it, I don't want to ever let time given to others uh, fall by the wayside. Mm. Um, I've got a friend of mine who is an extremely busy guy. He basically took um, a a farming um, company that provides farming equipment and builds uh, farming um, buildings and that sort of thing. He basically took it from a from a relatively large business, but through his management, it's it's a multi multi million dollar company, and he's pretty much um, built it. And he has many 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 employees under him, so he's a very very busy guy. But he is uh, he's very good with electrical work. So um, that's one thing that he does on the side a little bit. And um, he understands that sort of thing. So when I was engaged in remodeling our house here, um, it needed some electrical work bad. And I'm pretty terrible with electrical work. It's something that I really want to get better at. Um, But I was working late, late nights trying to get the house finished uh, for uh, my wedding day. And 
able to move in. And I had an electrical problem that I could not figure out. And I didn't really know any electricians except this friend of mine. And I knew he was very, very busy. And I called him and I said, listen, I mean, in the middle of, the, in the middle of a Saturday, I believe, Saturday afternoon, I said, listen, I'm sorry to bother you. I know you're very busy, but I have this electrical problem that I can't figure out. Is there any way that you could come take a look at it? And he said, hey, you know what? I'm going to finish up this meeting and um, I know you need some help. He's like, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And I was like, thank you so much. And, you know, him taking that time will never be forgotten. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't, you know, I mean, that's, that's invaluable, like what he did. And I want to be known, you know, as, as a successful person, I think we all do, but that doesn't, uh, doesn't really hold a candle to that type of, of effort, you know, for free, mm-hmm. he came out and fixed my wiring problem. You know, that's what I want to be known for is that somebody's willing to use the things that they've learned um, in in whatever it may be to put forth that time and effort to help somebody when they're in a time of need. And I'm still learning, definitely learning that. Um, but I just remember how much that meant to me that he did that. And um, when when his schedule really didn't allow it, um, I know he had plenty of other things that he could be doing. And that's kind of what I would like people to remember from me is that, you know, he had a lot of irons in the fire, but he was willing and quick to um, use his things that he's learned. Some of the things that he has the ability to do to help other people when they need it. Yeah. The relationships we build are, are crucial. That's crucial to a good life and that lifestyle of freedom like we talked about. Yeah, definitely. But that's, that's the end of what, the questions that I have for you, is there anything else you'd like to share or something you'd like to plug before we go? Uh, not necessarily just that, uh, I'm a relatively optimistic guy most of the time and positive versus negative is, is, uh, so important in the world today. Um, there's a lot of negativity. You can find negativity pretty quickly. Um, and you can find a lot of angry and mean pretty quickly, you know, <laughs> and especially in the business world as, especially uh, maybe to, to younger guys who are getting into the business world, you're going to find um, that is pretty cutthroat a lot of the time and don't let that discourage you. Um, but kindness is so underrated, man. Kindness is uh, very, very important being um, an empathy toward other people. So important to towards your employees, um, just being kind to them. And, you know, I manage um, and, and work with a lot of people. Um, probably the number one thing that that makes people super fun and and super helpful to be around. It's just that they treat each other with respect and and they're kind to each other. And you uh, you can build a big business uh, really one of two ways. Um, I mean, treat people like pawns or treat them like they're your brothers. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty much the the way that it needs to be. Still learning that, um, but that's that's what I would like uh, to become definitely and continue to, to encourage all the young guys to, to develop that. Be kind to, to people around you. It's a great piece of advice. Oh yeah. Thanks for joining me today, Zach. It's been a great conversation. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Zach as much as I did. 
I, I really think he brought out some key points into the things that we can do, some of the steps and strategies we can implement when creating our lifestyle of freedom. I'd really like to do more of these interviews. So if you know somebody or if you yourself would like to be featured on the show and talk about how you have gone about creating your own lifestyle of freedom, shoot me an email at ken at constructiveliberty.com and I will send you the interview form and we'll get set up and, and you could be the next interview on the show. So with that, go out and make it a great week. That's Nicole Sauce's line. Go out and do good work.